welcome. You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is Latoya. I want to thank you for listening and for subscribing. So today I want to talk to you about something that has been on my heart for several weeks now, and it is contending with the promise. So I don't know where you are in your faith walk and your journey with the Lord, but I feel like we are in a season where God is watching over his word to perform it. And there comes a time in God where God is ready to take us into the next level. He's ready to fulfill his promise. He's ready to act on his word that he's spoken unto us. And what I am realizing now more than ever before is that when we go into the promise of God, sometimes we have to contend. And so many times our biggest battles or our biggest struggles come right before the promise. And sometimes the greatest attacks of the enemy can even come before the promise of God is fulfilled. But we know that we have all power. We have all authority because Jesus Christ. Christ has given us that power and authority. But I want to talk to you about contending. And I want to speak to you if you have been weary or you feel like I don't want to fight anymore. I just want to walk right into the land. Now, of course, we know with the children of Israel, when they were walking into the promised land that God sent them, he sent a few of them ahead of time to spy out the land and they saw giants in the land and they were discouraged except for Joshua and Caleb. And I want you to understand that even if you see giants in the land, you do not have to be discouraged because we do not live based on what we see. This is why the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we can stand on the promises of God. We can go into the promises of God but listen to me good. Sometimes it takes work. Yes, it takes prayer, fasting, but also work because the Bible says faith without works is dead. Now I want to put you onto this scripture that I just came across a few weeks ago. I was at a really powerful uh, conference about prayer and the woman of God shared this verse and I had never really heard this I read this before and I want to share it with you. It's 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. It says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. So I'm going to read this again just in a second. But this is Paul talking to Timothy, telling Timothy that he needs to wage a good warfare with the prophecies that he's previously received. And so sometimes you receive a prophecy or you receive the word of the Lord and you feel like it's just going to fall out of the air. It's just going to happen. And sometimes what this verse is saying, what Paul was telling Timothy, you have to wage war with that prophecy. Now, there's so many scriptural references that I can use to back this up. And sometimes as Christians, as believers, we can get a little lazy or get a little slack. And we just want to see the promises, but we don't want to put in the work. And I want to encourage you, if you have been putting in the work, keep putting in the work, keep fighting, keep pressing, keep waging the good warfare. Because as you hold on to the prophecies, you have to speak into them. You have to declare them. You have to stand on them. You have to ask God for strategy and then go forward by obedience. And so many times when we see the promises of God in the Bible, 
fulfilled. There was a wrestling match. There was a warfare. There were certain things that had to take place. One powerful example is a woman with the issue of blood. She had been through so much in her life and she had to wrestle. She had to reach out and touch the hem of Jesus's garment. And so many miracles take place. There's a miracle where the man, he was paralyzed and his friends, they opened up the roof to drop him down to be where Jesus was. And so this just speaks to our fight, to our press. And so what Paul again tells Timothy in chapter one, verse 18, this charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good warfare. I am so grateful to God to have been in a very prophetic ministry. And so God has prophesied many things over my life. And the prophetic is so beautiful and so powerful because we get a glimpse into what God is going to do. And sometimes God will show us the end, but we have to contend. We have to fight for the promise. And so I just want to share a time with you. I was younger. I was probably about 19, 20. And I just began to speak and declare that I was going to get a car for $2,000. Now, not to age myself, but it was only about 2004 at that time. And I just kept speaking, I'm going to get a car that's a year 2000, and I'm going to pay $2,000 for this car. And I remember declaring this thing, decreeing this thing. I would say this when I would walk around at my job. I was working as a hostess, just trying to make money and save up to get ready to go back to college. And I would just declare this. And so mainly men, they would tell me that is absurd. Uh, There's no good car that you're going to find for $2,000 in a year 2000. And so they would give me all the statistics on the engine and, you know, mileage and certain things. But I just believe God. And I would just begin to speak it and declare. Now with contending with that, I would go for it and I would look for cars and I got this car that I purchased and it was almost like a counterfeit. I I settled on this car. Remember it was a 1995 Saturn. It was a huge, huge, huge thing. And a long story short, I went, I purchased this car with my money. The dealership, they were very crooked. I ended up having to go to court. They took my money, did not give me a car. It was a big chaos. But let me tell you, God fought for me. I remember the judge commanding them to give me all of my money back. And the judge also was determined to put them out of business. Somebody say, God, don't play about me. Amen. (laughs) So God really fought my battles and it was really awesome and it was really amazing. But do you know that a few days before it was time for me to go back to school, I saw a car on autotrader.com. I still remember the website. And I saw that that car was $2,500. It was a year 2000. It had only 52,000 miles on it. And so it really caught my attention. I remember driving with my dad to go look at this car a few days before school was scheduled to start. Classes were about to start. And when I stepped up on that lot and I looked at that car, that car dealer told me, he said, without me even wrestling with him, he said, I'm going to charge you $2,000. So he knocks $500 off of that car. The car is $2,000. It's a year 2000. It had 52,000 miles on it, leather seats, sunroof top. And let me just tell you, 
the goodness and the grace of God. God did the impossible. And I said, you know what, this car, if I only drive it for one year, it will be well with my soul because the price was so good. Do you know that I ended up having that car for at least five to seven years? I had that car for a really long time and it brought me through, but it's always a testimony to me that I was able to stand on what I believed that God was able to do. And a lot of the promises in our lives, we're able to stand on it because we have faith. And the Bible says that if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain and it must be moved. And so I was able to contend. I was able to stand on the word of God. And I'm challenged because that was something that the Lord put in my heart. And I stood with that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And there's so many prophecies that maybe you have received from God or from a man or woman of God through the voice of the Lord. And you haven't seen that prophecy come to pass. And I want to encourage you the same way that Paul encouraged Timothy and let him know that by these prophecies, you have to wage the good warfare and waging the warfare is number one, believing that God is able. Come on, somebody. We have to believe that God is able because sometimes the prophetic is so far beyond our natural senses. We don't understand how God is able to do this. And so, so many times we can reason certain things, but this is why Proverbs 3, 5 tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart, to lean not to our own understanding and that in all our ways, we should acknowledge him and he will direct our paths because our own understanding is limited. We are limited to logic. We are limited to facts. But when we trust in the Lord, God goes beyond our limitations. And so when we wage a good warfare, we understand that number one, God is able. Number two, we have to stand on the word of God. And when you get the word of God, you hold on to a verse. You understand that God desires to give good gifts to his children. God's will is that none should perish. So when you partner with the heart of God, when you partner with the will of God, you're able to wage a good warfare and stand on the prophecy. Third point I want to tell you today is keep contending. Sometimes you have to keep going. You have to keep pursuing. You have to keep pushing forward. And I'm so grateful to God that I did not stop when I ran into that, that whole scandal and scheme with that car. I had to keep going. I had to keep pressing. I had to keep pursuing. So even in the midst of disappointments, even if things don't work out exactly how you want them to work out the first time you have to contend. And in order to contend for many of us, we have to pray like David prayed where he prayed in Psalm 144 and he asked the Lord for the Lord to train his hands to war. And so when you are warring in the spirit, you understand that it's a fight, it's a battle, and you're not fighting in your own strength, you're fighting in the strength of God. So whatever you're contending for today, whether it's your marriage, your children, uh, we're contending for this nation, for Ukraine, for Russia, for all these different things, you have to stand on the word of God. Don't lose sight of the battle. Don't lose sight of what is ahead. And so I want to read Psalm 144 verse one 
to you. It says, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I want to tell you that sometimes it's time out for those sweatless victories. Can God do them? Absolutely. Has God done them? Absolutely. But there also comes a time where God wants you to show up to the fight, where God wants you to put your hands to the plow, where God won't just hand things over to you easily because sometimes we become spoiled, we become entitled, we feel like, oh, it's just going to come to me. But the reality is God has given you every weapon that you need to fight. God has given you faith to speak to mountains, but you still have to open up your mouth and speak to it. You still, like um, the prophet Ezekiel, have to prophesy to these bones. You still have to walk in obedience. You still have to work your faith because James tells us that faith without works is dead. And sometimes the promise of God may seem dead because your faith is dead. And how do you know your faith is dead? Because you're no longer working. You're no longer contending. You're no longer building the boat like ark, like Noah did with the ark. And so that was part of his works. He was building that ark by faith because faith always has action. Hallelujah. I want to say a prayer for you. Father, I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast. I pray against every spirit of weariness and doubt and frustration. And I pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, Lord, you would um, just cause their hands to war. You would cause them, God, to not give up on the promise, but to contend and to wage the good warfare, to stand on the promises of God. And I thank you, Father, that you have given us the authority to pull heaven down. I thank you for an open heaven. I thank you that you have given us so much victory, even in our mouths. And so God, we have to watch the words that we're speaking and we have to wage warfare, a good warfare, a pleasant warfare and understanding that the promises of God are yes and amen. And so thank you, Father, for your heart towards your children that you desire to give us good gifts. You have given us everything that pertains to life and godliness and no good thing will you withhold from those that walk up rightly. And so, Father, we love you and we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Stay tuned. I plan on making this a series, uh, Contending with the Promise, and I will have some guest speakers popping on to share testimonies about times where they have contended with the promise and seen the hand of God. And so I just want your faith to be built up in this season and in this hour. Be encouraged. Be sure to follow us on Prayer is Breathing on Instagram. You can also check out my new website, prayerisbreathing.com, and also be sure to follow Instagram for some reels and encouragement at prayer is breathing. God bless you and God keep you. Thank you for listening.